Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. We have a couple of administrators and teachers with us, and I'm just really excited that they are going to take some time to be with us this morning. If they want to go ahead and come on up again, we had plans to have a few more with us, but... God knows exactly, (laughs) come on down, God knows exactly who we need and who is supposed to be here, and so I'm trusting in that. I want to let you all know these guys are members of Living Hope, and they have graciously offered to spend this time with us this morning. We're going to be sharing this mic back and forth. Uh, I do want to let you know, I don't know that I have this worry in here looking around, but uh, this is not going to be a time of debate or discussion back and forth of what's going on in our school system regarding curriculum or mandates or anything like that, but rather a time for them to share their faith, share about their faith and how they do that in their career and in their workplace and then how we can partner together to help our kids have the very best year possible. So. I would like for you guys to take a minute to introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself, your family, and uh, kind of your career and where you are now. All right. can do that, I guess. How are you this morning? Good. My name's Keith Brown. I'm principal at Potter Gray Elementary, and this is my 18th year as being an educator. Um, from day one of becoming a band director in Garrett County, Um, After I graduated from Transylvania University, it was my job to be a teacher and be a teacher of individuals to help them become um, the best individuals that they can possibly be for themselves. And and so through that process, my wife, Rachel, uh, has been a a tremendous support. She's actually in second grade right now teaching. Is she in second grade? Or did did she move up? I can't remember. I think she's actually in first grade, right? She didn't move up. She decided to stay in first grade teaching the littles this morning. And um, my daughter is in second grade. And then my son, Will, he's in the red block. Um, he's a, a little firecracker, a little anxious about going to red block this morning. But, you know, uh, that is what it is. But my responsibility uh, as an educator is to uh, not only to take who I am as a believer into um, the classroom, but to share with individuals, not directly, but indirectly, and how Christ works in my life. Uh, and as an, and an, as an administrator, um, I'm able to do that each day, not only with students, but with teachers and staff and with parents and with community members. And it's, it's just a great opportunity to be able to, to share my faith and my walk through uh, how I carry myself, how I have conversations uh, with other people, and um, as you can imagine, you know, Mariana said it, you know, there's a lot of debate going on um, right now. And so being able to uh, just show people that it's not always, it doesn't always have to be a, um, a throwdown discussion that we have uh, about things. But it can also be just listening and building the relationship with an individual so that you can have those good conversations. So that's kind of where I am right now. I'll turn this over to Mr. Brian. I have to follow this. Uh, it's a great job. So, uh, my name is Brian Womack. I am also an educator as well. I, I do want to take a moment to recognize we do have additional 
educators in, in the room as well. JD, he's uh, an educator also, and we also do have one of our board members as well. And so puts a little pressure on me having having them off to the side here, make sure I say the right things because they will they will both heat check me, you know, uh, just to make sure. So I'm glad I'm glad to be here. Um, like Keith, I've been in education for several years. I think this is my 25th year, uh, and I've been blessed with the opportunity to uh, to teach in uh, multiple districts, uh, to be an administrator in multi multiple districts, and also to serve also uh, as a uh, an instructional coach uh, and a, an instructional consultant uh, as well. So I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time in a lot of districts. And just to echo a few sentiments that Keith made, uh, I think, uh, you know, as a Christian, I do have a responsibility to model uh, while we cannot, you know, uh, directly speak uh, to our faith, I think our actions uh, speak um, loudly in terms of how we interact with our students, with our staff, with our parents, with our, our community as well. And so it, it is a great opportunity. It's, it's, for me, uh, it's not a have to, it's a get to each and every day. Um, being back in the classroom here for a year now has given me a renewed sense of, of purpose. Uh, being with my daughter uh, um, at uh, Southmore Middle School, I look forward each day to going in and, and being part of, of uh, the group of kids that are about her, her age or about her age uh, and just uh, living out faith uh, in, in that way. Um, being in, in a time of uncertainty, being positive, uh, and just you know looking um, to the bright side of, of everything we do uh, with our kids. And so I think Mariana has some some questions that she wants to lead us with. And I'll I'll take the answer. A, I'll choose A first. A, as <laughs> A. Okay. No, no multiple choice. No multiple choice. So, and so you all have um, touched on it a little bit, and you may want to touch on it a little bit more, but. I know you can't directly share faith, but can you give some uh, maybe examples of how the Lord's opened doors and opportunities for you to share your faith and where you have felt comfortable doing that without, uh, I guess, crossing the line of what you're allowed and not allowed to do? <laughs> exactly. Proximity. Um, so, I, as I mentioned, uh, you know, I've, in my professional career, I've had lots of, of opportunities in, in multiple positions. I really feel like, you know, when something was kind of presented to me, uh, placed in not necessarily my lap, but an opportunity, it, it, when, when I turned it over to God, uh, it was effortless. Uh, whether, whether the answer ended up being yes or no, when it was placed in his hands, uh, there was peace at that. And so in doing that, uh, I have had a lot of opportunities to, uh, to be, uh, again, in, in multiple districts uh, with uh, you know, administrators uh, at, the, at the local level all the way up through district level and even at the state level. And so in doing that, I think um, what I bring to the table is um, just a sense of, of calmness. I think um, one of the things that I've, I've heard people say and, and, and act, you say, well, you don't get too shook up over things. And I said, well, I do, but my reaction time is really slow. And so it takes me a while to get there. Uh, but I think in part is, is by design is that, you know, it, when I bring, when I show, you know, um, just, uh, just again, uh, for lack of a better word, a calmness to in re and reacting to situations that um, I can bring uh, just uh, um, an example of what it's, 
have peace uh, in, in whatever the situation is. And I think uh, having patience uh, really shows through when you're working with, with students and with, with adults, maybe even more so with adults. And um, because those are the ones really, as an administrator, it's those, those people that are really working directly with the students. So if you're, if you're modeling that peace, that calmness, and you're, you're showing grace after grace, uh, then that will flow into the teachers and into the students as well. Yeah, very well said. Um, for me, personally, um, there's a couple layers. Um, what Brian said about reaction and how you respond to situations. Um, you know, at, I've, I've shared this you know, quote with different people along the way, but you never know how someone's going to react to situation. And so for me, it's uh, for my teachers and for my students and even with the family members that we have um, that, that I get to see is building those relationships with them, getting to know who they are, getting to know what they do in their spare time. And through those conversations, things like church does come up. Things like what they, uh, where, you know, if they grew up in a Catholic church, um, or, and if they've, you know, now are going to a, a Baptist church or, or a Methodist church, uh, those types of things come up in conversation. So for me, being able to know and understand that and find out who those individuals are as people um, helps me um, foster those conversations. Uh, it also helps to be active within my church. Um, there are a number of families that I see that have their students go to my school or other schools within the districts that we work in. And if they see me actively engaged in uh, the church and actively engaged in being around, then that helps foster those conversations. Like Brian said, we can't directly you know, initiate the conversation about uh, Christ or have those you know, in-depth conversations. But if I have a student come up to me and say, hey, Mr. Brown, I saw you at church the other day. You were doing X, Y, and Z, or you were up on stage singing. There's somebody sitting there next to them that might not know that. And so that gives them the opportunity to ask questions or know how we're engaged uh, within our local uh, church. Um, but it's, it's good for me to know my staff and where they are um, uh, each and every day. And, and one of the things that my teachers know that I do, um, and, and I let them know that you know God has his hand over all decisions that are made, everybody that walks in this building. Uh, and for me, whenever I've got my little path that I take and I walk in the back door to go to my office, uh, from as soon as I, I key in till I get to the office and maybe a little while longer, uh, I pray. I just pray for the school day. I pray for the staff. I pray for the students. There might be situations that go on uh, that have been going on that I pray for and just make sure that uh, the hand of God is on everything that we do, uh, whether or not I'm directly saying that during morning announcements every morning, right? Um, but they, they know that um, when things come up, like Brian was saying, you know, the response and how you respond to people uh, shows them that there's something a little different. Very good. I think uh, even, too, it's the things that you said, talking about peace, patience, self-control, those are obviously fruit of the Spirit. And those are things that don't aren't natural to the human mind and human heart but through the power of the holy spirit 
uh, as believers, we exhibit through the Spirit. And so I think that was great that you specifically said those things because I think, again, it makes people go, that, wow, why is that individual responding that way when that's not our natural human response? So very good. Uh, the next thing is really just talking about uh, maybe examples of how you've seen students and children sharing their faith. Um, maybe even talk to them about what is allowed and what's not allowed in the public school system. Um, I think a, a good opportunity, especially with, with little, you know, primary age children uh, and intermediate, you know, third through fifth grade children, is to be able to talk about church, to be able to talk about flip, you know, being involved in those things, talking to their friends about Sunday school. Um, and those are things that they can share just throughout the day. They can share those things at recess. They can share those things at lunch. Um, they can have those conversations. Um, I know there's a lot of schools that um, have FCAs, and they have uh, student-led organizations where they talk about Christ, and they learn about Christ. And uh, that is a great way. Um, when we had those opportunities two years ago, they're coming back slowly. Right? But um, there were you know, 60, 70 kids down in the library singing songs, talking about Christ, having a lesson that morning before school starts. And then that would get their day started uh, you know, one day a week. But it's a, that type of conversation, uh, it's important for our children to be able to feel comfortable to share those things about what they're doing at church um, and, and the, you know, what they're learning about Jesus and, and, and be able to share those things just with their, with their friends, and, and you know, I, I'm not in their shoes anymore. Uh, I know that there's a lot of uh, kids that understand that, and some that might not understand that um, in, in those conversations, but it's, uh, it's a good opportunity to, for kids to start, start t sharing their testimony about what they're doing and how they're involved and how they're engaged. From a middle school perspective, um, what I see what kids doing is, um, I think in the last year, the, the mask mandate and, and the things, I have seen a tremendous amount of kindness uh, and outpouring in from that. Uh, I think uh, we all struggle with a mask, and, and, and many times it, it can be more of the adults than the actual kids themselves. I hear very little uh, complaints coming from them in regards to the mask. Uh, so encouraging and celebrating the kindness that um, that I've seen in the last year or so is just a way that um, I, that I'm kind of putting my teacher hat on now in this case um, to to encourage and to foster that type of behavior. Uh, it was as recent in the last week uh, we've had a young girl who was really struggling uh, being in the classroom. She um, had a hard time with her 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 temporary seating assignment. Uh, even to the point where she was sitting in the floor, uh, and then you know, for, for me, you know, I just mentioned that that's fine, you know, because that seating that seating placement is temporary. Uh, you're eventually going to get somewhere else to, to sit, and she did. But during a, a mask break, or just actually, we did not, we were not back to mask quite yet. But during a break outside, two girls uh, approached her because she was still fairly tearful about the situation. Uh, approached her and just encouraged her, uh, invited her to sit with them during lunch if she wanted to. Uh, but, but I've seen this 
quite a bit uh, from kids in the last year. So I think from my from my perspective is 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 looking for those opportunities uh, to celebrate uh, kindness and, and, and Christ-like behaviors uh, and recognizing those students. We have uh, ways that we do celebrate. Now, I spent about four years in elementary, so I try to carry some of that that celebratory. Um, 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 attitude into the middle school as well. Sometimes middle school can be just a little too cool for, you know, for school and certain things, but I do try to remember some of the time that I did spend in elementary and, and bring those, um, those, those actions uh, up there. And, and when you do it, I, you get good reactions. Uh, kids, um, I, I think they like to be recognized when they do well at uh, good things. And so um, I'm just, I'm encouraged about what we're seeing uh, currently, at least in my building. Our next question would be, how can we as parents better partner with teachers and administrators from your all's level as far as elementary and middle school, some expectations and maybe ways that we've not done it well, uh, maybe ways that we can do it better, and maybe ways that we just aren't aware of or just simple ways that we can better link arms with our teachers and administrators uh, for everyone to have a successful year. Um, I, I, this is a good opportunity to also tag on what you just said about kindness. Um, it's um, one of those things that there's, you know, students, every household is different. Um, you have students that are coming from households uh, that are faith-based and they understand what kindness is, but their friends that are sitting next to them or across from them don't come from that sort of uh, in environment. And so kindness looks different to them, and um, we have to be uh, able to, in our, in our situations and when, when things are said, um, have our kids understand from the home level what kindness truly is and what Jesus wants, uh, how Jesus wants us to treat others um, with love and respect and with kindness. And one of the things to um, kind of tag on here is um, to show grace through the situations that we're in. Um, there's a lot of things that teachers aren't in control of and that they're asked to do and they're doing their job. Um, right now, that looks a lot different than what it did two years ago. Uh, but at the same time, um, being, being a parent to be able to send a teacher an email or a text and say, hey, is there anything that you need? You need a cup of coffee this morning? Do you, do you need me to pray for anything? Um, teachers respond well to that because most of the teachers that I know, um, they really appreciate and they understand what it means to be prayed for. Um, and that, that goes a long, long, long way. If you just send an email or a text to your, to your child's teacher and just say, hey, I'm praying for you today. I know it's been real stressful. What can I pray, pray for specifically? Do you need a cup of coffee? Uh, they really appreciate that because they know that whenever something comes up and they need to reach out to you and have a conversation about anything, um, that you're going to be there to, to listen in a way that some people just aren't. Um, very, some people are just very reactive and responsive and, and want to have an ugly conversation. And that's what they're looking for. And for a teacher, that's, that's their worst nightmare um, sometimes because not everybody deals with that on a daily basis. And so just knowing that from the parents um, that 
their, your child's teacher that you entrust to, to teach them and love on them throughout the day, um, just giving them that, that push and that nudge to say, hey, we're here for you. Um, how can we pray for you? What do you need? That goes a long, long way. At the middle school level, it might be a little different. What was the question? Uh, communication, uh, that's, I think, essentially is what you're talking about. And uh, you, you cannot over-communicate, I think. Um, but as, as an administrator, what I encourage teachers to do was to, to pick up that phone uh, often uh, for positive uh, and, and for things that are, are perhaps uh, negative as well. Uh, emails uh, are, are great for short bits of communication. Um, but when you really want to get to the heart of the matter, uh, pick up that phone. And I would encourage parents to do the same thing as well. Um, if you have a question or concern, by all means, shoot an email and list those concerns uh, and then mention you, you want to follow up uh, with a phone call. And at least by doing that, you're giving the teacher a sense of what's, what it's about uh, as opposed to just getting a message, hey, I would like a call with you tomorrow. And then they spend all night kind of wondering, okay, what is it that they're wanting to talk about? So, uh, but you give them a heads up, and uh, you know, and that and that works uh, in, in many different ways. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, a, it's the same way as getting a call from central office, going, hey, we need to meet tomorrow. Okay, why do we need to meet? So, but uh, but again, over communication uh, is 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 much of a better way. Um, but I would say, you know. You know, as as teachers, we encourage our we encourage teachers to, you know, to fill that emotional bucket uh, to to use a lot of positives and everything. Because eventually, probably you're going to have to pull some back out to, when you're having those challenging conversations. And it works with adults as well, also. And so I'd say be encouraging to your to your teachers, uh, but don't be afraid to have those conversations uh, when the time comes. They they appreciate that actually. I want to know when there's an issue. Um, and, and let, instead of letting something fester and continue to kind of build until the point where you can't, not, you cannot not talk about it anymore. And so communicate often, um, you know, um, just be present. Uh, anything you can do to encourage, uh, especially this, this during these times, uh, is 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 needed. Um, but but again, don't 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 let something go by without the opportunity to 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 address it. Thank you guys so much. It seems like so much of what we're hearing, again, I get the fruit of the Spirit, and for us to model it as parents. We can have an opinion about things, and we can get have very strong emotions about things, for, and it's okay for our kids to know that and to hear that, but then for them also to see us handle that in a Christ-like manner with administrators, with teachers, maybe when we don't, I'm not even talking about these big issues going on now, but small things that maybe we just don't completely align on, or we think that there has been maybe a, a small injustice with our child in the classroom, again, we can still model that Christ-like behavior when we are trying to resolve conflict. And so I think it's so good. It's great for me to hear that this morning, and I hope that it encourages you all as well as we move forward during these times of our teachers and our administrators. They're there for us. They're there for our children, and uh, we just need to be able to link arms better to be able to communicate and to share that kindness and that love that only comes from the Lord. Because sometimes 
the world can get the best of us, right? For sure. And so we just need to stop. And again, this, this wasn't even planned or lined up with everything that's currently going on, but I do think that it is very applicable to uh, our current state of things for sure. But we just want to have an opportunity for our kids to have a very successful year. And the way for our kids to do that is for us to be adults who share the love of Christ with each person we come into contact with. And we never know when that opportunity is going to present itself, when someone's going to say, wow, I'm not sure why you responded like that, but that was so, there was so much grace and so much kindness. Why is that? And the Lord just opened an opportunity for you to share your faith. But how many times do we respond in the flesh and that door is never open because we did not respond the way we're supposed to respond because we look like everyone else and so I want to encourage you all encourage myself as well as we move forward to be able to do that because our children are watching other children are watching and then we never know when we have an opportunity to share our faith with others so gentlemen thank you guys for being here let's thank them for being here and sharing this time round of applause round of applause <laughs> thank you all appreciate it thank you thanks for listening to the parent gathering podcast we invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.